Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Howdy, friends. We're back on the Frontier Freedom Hour with a very special broadcast from Jerusalem on the 75th anniversary of the founding of the State of Israel. Friends, my name is Jeff Hunt. I'm the chief wagon boss of this operation. I'm traveling this week with Dr. Donald Sweeting, the chancellor of Colorado Christian University. We're part of a delegation from the state of Colorado on the opening of the Museum of Tolerance out here in Jerusalem. It's being spearheaded by a a, a well-known name in the state of Colorado, Larry Meisel who is a a businessman and philanthropist, and he's brought a delegation that includes leaders uh, all from across the political spectrum from uh, the state of Colorado. So yesterday, big day at the museum, they had Governor Ron DeSantis making really one of his keynote addresses uh, for the conference here. Flew in, got a chance to meet him and his wife, the First Lady of Florida. And Don, what was your uh, takeaway Let's first talk about the personal interaction. We had we got a chance to meet with Governor DeSantis personally, talked a little bit about the Western Conservative Summit, but you talked with his wife as well about uh, their children. And what was your takeaway from your conversation with Governor Ron DeSantis and the First Lady of Florida? Well, in talking with the First Lady, she was excited to be here uh, because she... Uh, wanted, she said, one of her the favorite stories that their children read is the story of David and Goliath, and she said, I, I want to bring something back, you know. And I said, Well, there's actually on the way to the airport, uh, you go, th- you can go through the Valley of Elah where that battle took place, and there's only one stream that goes through there. And I've stopped there with a the group, and we've actually picked up stones from the stream. So she was totally interested and had her aide come, you know, to her and just say, Well, you know, can we stop there? I don't know if she did or not, but. Uh, so, so evidently, there's there's some uh, there's a faith background there that's rooted in the Bible, and then with uh, Governor DeSantis, of course, we invited him to this summer's Western Conservative Summit, and we said uh, that uh, we invite lots of people, but uh, we'd love to have him speak. That we invite delegations from other states, so it's more than just a Colorado Conservative Summit; it's a Western Conservative Summit. Uh, I think it's fascinating that he was here. Uh, and he was invited to be the keynote. Now, he's known as the most pro-Israel governor in America. Um, but, but I, I, you know, he was in Japan last week, and he's, he's, he's getting around. It seems like he's running for president, but he hasn't declared yet, right? Right. right. A traditional governor, I don't think, is making these many uh, trips to f- uh, foreign countries and doing keynote speeches. But he was a congressman, so he, it's not like this is the first time he's ever done this or visited some of these places. Uh, but you get the sense there, there's a lot of buzz when when he's there, and and he has a I mean he he's he he's got a lot of policy strength. I know there are all kinds of things going on in the states right now, but but he he knows a lot about the Middle East. I was very impressed. He talked about a lot of uh, his policies as governor of Florida, including strengthening these Jewish day schools with their security, uh, really going after anti-Semitism in the state of Florida and protecting the Jewish people and their religious freedom rights. And that was all very well received. In fact, I think he, even over the, the president of Israel, um, he was there was more applause when he was introduced. There was a lot of excitement in that room when he gave a speech. Right, he had the bigger uh, big, bigger reception. And 
He also said that when he became governor, their first cabinet meeting was in Jerusalem, which is really amazing. So I think people were very intrigued. The people, Jewish people around me from Israel were all saying, do you think he'll be the next president? And I said, well, who, who knows? You know, there's so much time between now and the election. Well, and the response. Let's talk a little bit about the response from Israelis to Ron DeSantis' speech. I, I think it was very positive. Many of them said to us, he said everything right. He said everything he needed to say and uh, uh, multiple standing ovations. So it, I, I think it was probably a home run for him if he's looking to connect with uh, Jewish leaders introduced by a Jewish billionaire here in uh, Jerusalem. So they really rolled out the red carpet for him, a packed auditorium, a lot of media there, a lot of excitement about him being there. And uh, I think the reception was very positive from the Jewish audience. Right, yeah. He said, Israel stands tall as a beacon of freedom in the Middle East. It's America's best ally in the Middle East. Uh, that it's a, uh, We share affinities. He mentioned our Judeo-Christian values. Uh, he talked about Jerusalem as the eternal capital of Israel. That got a lot of applause. Uh, so he, I think, was referring not only to President Trump moving the capital to Jeru- uh, the, the U.S. Embassy to J- Jerusalem, but the significance of, uh, of the United Jerusalem. He also talked about the uh, UN uh, and about all the, and several people did, uh, all the resolutions condemning the state of Israel. And then they're talking about, you know, it's such a small country. And uh, I forget the numbers, but compared to the number of resolutions uh, condemning other nations, including Iran and North Korea, and, 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 uh, and then said, you know, the, the UN, there's, that's anti-Semitism. Uh, and he was very forthright about that and got a good response with that as well. Yeah, I've seen this personally firsthand. I represented persecuted Christians in in the United Nations with open doors and, and got a, to travel both to the UN in New York and the UN in Geneva. And the UN Human Rights Council, which is in Geneva, is where these resolutions are often introduced. And they're, they just treat Israel as a punching bag. I mean, so it's just every day. And it's mostly these Muslim bloc countries, but not just purely them. You, you have North Korea as well. And, and, and they just get up there. Well, and they just beat up on Israel. I mean, it's, 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 it's almost shocking. It's, it's, I, I wanted to take a shower. The anti-Semitism was so disgusting from not, not, not some random guy on the street. These are leaders. I mean, high-level United Nation diplomats at the United Nations just pouring out the most vile, anti-Semitic baloney you could ever imagine. And I appreciate that Ron DeSantis sees that. And I think conservatives have often said that there's a big portion of the UN that needs to go. And that is the exact part that just doesn't help anybody. And when you hear from countries like North Korea, I was in the UN when North Korea got up to complain about human rights abuses out of Israel. I mean, we're in Israel right now. If you and I went to North Korea, it'd be highly unlikely we'd ever come back. And they're the ones complaining about human rights abuses. So it, it, uh, it was a good portion of his speech. But he didn't just mention the UN. He mentioned college campuses in America where the boycott divests uh, sanctions on Israel movement uh, is alive and well. And he said that in Florida, uh, we're making sure that 
in Florida, BDS, which is Boycott, Divest, Sanctions. He said, we're making sure BDS is DOA, dead on arrival. So um, he is, uh, wants the, 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 the college system, the university system of, of Florida to not be into that and to, to be even-handed when it comes to other, other countries. Yeah, one of the very unique dynamics we've run into in this is the fact that uh, Republicans, conservatives, and we at... Uh, CCU are a nonpartisan organization. We're not in the business of getting anybody elected or any campaigns. But in my analysis, it was very interesting to see Israelis really appreciate not only Republicans and conservatives embracing the state of Israel, but evangelicals in particular. And we've had that kind of crossover. We've just had meetings with rabbis personally about this, about the, the... the coming together of evangelicals and Jews in support of religious freedom issues, those types of things. Right. Yeah, well, we uh, definitely have experienced that with the group that we're with. But I have to say the surprise of this trip has been our meeting with Orthodox rabbis and Orthodox leaders um, who are coming to us as evangelicals and saying, you know, we have a lot in common. Uh, We need to talk more. Uh, Can we talk? We've had... I've had at least five meetings with five Orthodox leaders, uh, and they're asking about everything from, uh, you know, how you navigate the religious liberty issue to how you uh, deal with the, the progressive secular agenda being forced on us, and and uh, and then saying we, we should sit down and uh, and strategize more and talk more and work together more, and it's been delightful. They've been absolutely wonderful, uh, but it's unusual because these kind of conversations don't happen much. Uh, they've been happening with us in Colorado as we had quite a number of Jewish friends come to the university and, and we've worked at building those relationships. And we, we really, uh, you know, I've said to Jeff many times, I, I just, I don't wanna, I, uh, I, I want to be known as a school that does not ever support anti-Semitism uh, uh, because I love Israel and I love the Jews and biblically I, re- I respect them. and. And I believe that God is not done with Israel, biblically, and, and, um, and that those who bless Israel will be blessed. That's what motivates me to even say that. So in that way, CCU is a very different kind of school. And fascinating, uh, some of our guests were complaining about, you know, other universities and their kids are going and, and they're coming back, you know, with a hatred of Israel. And I kind of raised my hand in the discussion. I said, that's not happening at our university. It's, it's not. And they looked at us like, Really? <laughs> we have a robust uh, Christians United for Israel club at CCU. And, and just the cultural moment, the challenges that people of deep and abiding faith rooted in biblical teaching are facing in not only the state of Colorado, but in America generally, where you, know, you have the examples like Jack Phillips. But then, you know, if you're an open Christian, are you able to get the jobs that you want to be able to have? If you're, if you're an open Orthodox Jew, are you going to be able to get the jobs that you want to have? Uh, you know, our culture is facing real challenges, so we're noticing this coming together of people of goodwill, of deep and abiding faith, uh, to work together towards a common good in our country. Friends, you're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour. We're going to continue this conversation. When we come back, I'm going to ask Dr. Sweeting about the story that Ron DeSantis told about the Sea of Galilee water, which I thought was a good insight into his own personal faith 
and his family's faith. It's uh, it was a very unique story. So we'll share that when we come back. Friends, you're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. 